the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky team. <laughs> Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, the Bickersons. <laughs> The Bickersons have retired. As usual, Mrs. Bickerson tosses restlessly while her husband, John Insomniac Extraordinary, provides this audible testimony of his constant wakefulness. Let's listen. Oh, for the love of heaven, what is he doing? John! 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 Hmm? What's the matter with you? Hmm? You are making the most frightful noises. What's the matter? What's the matter, Blanche? Are you in pain? I've got a terrible headache. Haven't slept a wink. You've been sleeping like a felled ox. Shh. Head aches. You wouldn't have such a headache if you didn't make so many cocktails before dinner. Why do you do that, John? Always do it. Why? No good to eat on an empty stomach. Put out the lights, Blanche. The lights are out. How would you know anyway with that sleep shade on? Well, something's flashing in my head. Ow! Take an aspirin. Okay. Hmm, feel better already. How can you chew those things like that? Wash it down with something. All right. <sighs> John Bickerson, you washed it down with bourbon. You lied to me. You got the lights on. Yes, I'm going to keep them on. Sit up. I want to talk to you. Please, Blanche, I can't sit up. My head will fall off. Why do you always have to talk in the middle of the night? When else can I talk to you? You come home for dinner and bury your head in the paper. Never a word out of you. And you tell me you've got to go to bed early because you have insomnia. Well, I have. It takes me hours to fall asleep. It took you all of 30 seconds tonight. Well, this was a good night. Good night. John... John! Hmm? I went over to see the Marvin's new baby this afternoon. It's a beautiful child. Do you know their first one is over a year old? I hope so. He's been walking since he was eight months. He must be awful tired. I am too. Children are such a blessing. It's wonderful to watch them grow up. You'd be surprised how many childless couples are adopting children. I'd better have another aspirin. Boy, have I got a headache. Mm. John? Hmm? Don't you miss the patter of tiny feet around the house? No, I don't, Blanche. Children are wonderful, all right, but you have to be able to afford them. All this talk of adopting. What the devil is that? What's what? 
That. Put the lights on. John. Blanche, don't tell me that you went out and... It's and only a dog, silly. A dog? What do we need dogs for? I got for? a little puppy. Where's the aspirin? What did you get a dog for? Now, don't get hysterical. Where is the little beast? I can hear it, but I can't see it. He's right there, in the bureau. I've got him in your shirt drawer. You put him in there with my shirts? He won't suffocate. The drawer's open. Blanche, you know I'm allergic to dog hair. It gives me sinus trouble. Where's the aspirin? You are just a big hypochondriac. You imagine those allergies like you do your insomnia. I tell you, I'm allergic to dogs. They make me... make me... Get rid of that thing. He'll whine all night and keep me awake. The man said he'll keep quiet if you give him one of those worm pills. Well, where are they? On the night table by your bed. How do you give a dog... Where... They're on the night table by your bed. There's nothing here except the aspirins. The aspirins are in the medicine cabinet. How can they be in the... Blanche, what have I been eating? No wonder my headache won't go away. Why do you do these things to me? Send for a doctor. Don't carry on so. If they're good for a dog, they won't hurt you. Go to sleep. Go to sleep, she tells me. Here I am dying from dog poisoning. My, my head is splitting. She knows I'm allergic to dogs, hides the aspirin, and makes... I don't know. Get up so early, never get another wink of sleep as as long as... John. John. Hmm? tight. Thanks. I can see how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. We'll have to get rid of the puppy. Now you're talking. I want you to take him down to the dog pound. Okay, I'll do it on my way to work. You go in the opposite direction. Well, I'll go out of my way. You say it, but you won't do it. You better take him now. What? Go on, get up, take the puppy to the dog pound. Blanche, are you out of your mind? It's after two in the morning. They're open all night. Go on, get up and take him. Well, I've never heard of such a thing. You know I went to bed with a splitting headache and had to take a dozen worm pills to fall asleep. You'd take the dog to the pound quick enough if Gloria Gooseby asked you to. How do you always manage to work the conversation around a Gloria Gooseby? Well, if you wouldn't shout so much, maybe the puppy would be able to sleep. Oh, what's the use? Good night. I thought it would be nice to have a little dog, especially when we move into our new apartment. Still have a year to go on this one. Our lease expired on Friday. I renewed it yesterday. I canceled it this morning. Amos is raffling off the apartment for me. That's a good idea. Amos is what? Amos sold 500 tickets at $2 a piece, and the winner moves into our apartment tomorrow. Oh, Blanche, no. I... I don't believe it. We'll be on the street. Amos said he'll find us a new place in a jiffy. Jiffy? Haven't you heard there's a housing shortage? Where would he find a place? Well, I bought a ticket myself. It's a wonderful chance. Lovely three-room apartment, large kitchen, big closets. It's worth $2, and we might get it. Get it? We've got it now. I know. But even if we didn't win, we get the $1,000 Amos collected for the rest of the tickets. Look, Blanche, I gave the landlord a $1,200 bonus to renew the lease. So now I'm out $200 and I've got no place to live. Sounds like pretty poor business to me. Why do you make such deals? Now look, Blanche... The trouble with you, John, is that you are too conservative. Look, Blanche... If you'd pick up some of the deals that Amos has, we might be able to live as nicely as he does. Blanche... He's been living at the Biltmore Hotel for a year. He sleeps on a billiard table. Look out. Where, where's my slippers? What are you going to do? Let me get to that phone. I'll show... Ow! Ooh! Ooh! Put on the lights! The lights are on. Open your eyes. Oh. Here's, here's the phone. I know it's going to ring, and 
I want to be ready when it does. Hello? Excuse me. Drop dead. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't Amos. I'll get it, I'll get it. Amos. Hi, Jacko. What are you doing up this time of night? Packing, Amos. We're moving, haven't you heard? Why aren't you going to invite me in? I'd like to look the place over. You mean... Yep, I won the raffle. Darndest luck I ever saw. Who drew the ticket, Amos? Fair and square. I wouldn't take a chance having some phony draw it, so I drew it myself. What a coincidence. Get out of here. What's the matter with you, Jacko? You got a thousand dollars coming, and if you're worried about a place to live, I'll rent you the garage. You haven't got a car anymore, you know. Get out of here before I hit you with a cleaver. Okay, Jacko. You don't have to get sore. You better give the money back to people you sold tickets to, or you'll have a lot of explaining to do. Not me, brother. You'll have to do the explaining. I'll tell them you won. Good night, Jacko. That guy will wind up on a chain gang as sure as... Was it Amos who won? I did. Now at last I can go to sleep in my own bed without worrying. No, you can't, dear. The dog's in there. But, oh, nuts. I'll sleep in the garage. Good night, John. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. Uh, my uh, my guest this hour is, um, let's see, how do I want to describe him? He is a columnist for the Times of Israel. Um, he has a new book out called Paths of the Righteous, and we're going to talk to him about um, what that means exactly and how to get on that path. <laughs> His name is Ari Middleman. He joins me by phone. Ari, good morning and welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Um let me let me ask you about this book Paths of the of the Righteous. Um this is a collection of inspirational stories of of p- people actually uh, specifically non-Jews that have done heroic or humane things and, and provided a little hope um, in in what is being described as uh, a rise of anti-Semitism um, along with school shootings and, and racial motivated shootings. What was it that made you want to turn your attention to this book and and why pick out non-Jews? Well, thanks again for the opportunity, uh, because I do think it's important to, to have these conversations. You know, too often when we see hate crimes and acts of violence, uh, you know, the majority of folks, let's be honest, they kind of look the other way. They keep their head down. They, they, they talk as a family around the dinner table, but they don't you know, talk beyond that. Um, the uh, book came about. I, I didn't set to uh, uh, set out to write a book by any means, um, but it was uh, it was a tough time. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and what happened uh, on that tragic October morning in 2018 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it just was a, a punch to the gut. It's a it's a community I know very well, and 
11 innocent Pennsylvanians, they, they lost their lives for doing something that, that I do, and I'm sure many of your listeners do, they, they just went to their house of worship. So um, it would have been very easy, I think, to, uh, to, you know, to be kind of in a dark place in this tough time, and I was just looking for positive stories that, that weren't in the depressing headlines. You know, it's and it's sadly, it's not only the Jewish community. Um, there are racially motivated shootings. There are um, mass school shootings for reasons we still haven't figured out. Um, how did we get to this place? Do you have any sense for that in the process of, of writing this book and some of your other work? Um, have you formed any opinions about how and when uh, all of a sudden we got to this point where if you don't agree with me, you're a moron? Yeah, I don't I don't have a specific answer for you, Tom, but I... Uh, and I'm not trying I, to put you on the spot, Ari. No, no, no. I'm legitimately curious. <laughs> if, I had, uh, if I had the antidote to, uh, to, to, to combat hate and these, uh, these awful attacks that we've seen in this country and and, and, and in Europe as well uh, in recent years, then uh, you and I probably wouldn't be talking, and uh, we would um, we'd be very fortunate if there was a silver bullet antidote. But um, you, you did point out something that's that's I think incredibly important. Uh, you know, m- most recently, it's unfortunate that we have just two clear examples recently. But you know, listeners will remember how the year began um, in January. Uh, on a Saturday on the Jewish Sabbath outside of Fort Worth, Texas, you had um, uh, a synagogue uh, held up by uh, the, a radical extremist, uh, you know, just espousing all sorts of anti-American uh, beliefs. And you know, thank God that hostage crisis uh, didn't go the way of what happened in Pittsburgh, um, what happened in California in April 2019. But then again, in um, in Buffalo, uh, just several weeks ago, we, we, the whole the whole world uh, that was actually over in Europe uh, when that happened uh, saw just you know where hate can lead, uh, and then investigators and thank God for law enforcement, we quickly found that uh, this, this domestic terrorist uh, his his uh, his writings uh, were laced with all sorts of hate beyond hate for uh, the black community, um, so. It's a long road ahead. Uh, you know, when we look at the FBI statistics, uh, there is a rise. Um, you know, uh, this is across the board. It's not. It's not just the Jewish community. It's not just the black community. Unfortunately, there is a rise in religiously motivated and uh, ethnically motivated and racially motivated hate crimes. You know, I remember um, one of my one of my favorite quotes uh, from. Uh, Groucho Marx is is when he famously said, okay. "I wouldn't I wouldn't join that club. Or I wouldn't join a club that would have me as a member." Well, uh, you know, I don't I don't know too much about Groucho Marx, but that that that, that, that quote makes good sense. You know, well, he was he was poking fun of of the fact that um, a lot of country clubs in this country wouldn't allow. Jews to ah, join. I got you. Yep. Yep, and, yep. and that goes back a ways. Uh, um, more with columnist and author Ari Middleman straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms, and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe By from the Blue Hawaiians. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Actor, comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Ananick. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom. This is my favorite interview always. You, you, <laughs> it's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. 
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to Tom Sumner. More with columnist and author Ari Middleman, straight ahead. Have Jewish people always been, to some degree, the, the target of hate groups? You know, there's folks that say, uh, for those that believe in the Bible, I mean, I've heard people say that the oldest form of hatred uh, is anti-Semitism. And uh, you know, over the years, I suppose, um, you know, really through, through the generations and centuries, there's certainly um, uh, too many, uh, often quite violent instances uh, of that, you know, be it the Spanish Inquisition uh, in the 15th century, it, certainly more recently in, in World War II. But... Uh, Whatever the reason, at the end of the day, uh, these folks that perpetrate hate crimes, uh, even if it is, and I don't want to minimize this, even if it's just graffiti, uh, let's say, on a gravestone or uh, something like this, um, you know, they're, they're, we can't give in to them. I mean, they're, they're essentially bullies. You know, I've done a lot of work uh, when this book launched in February. I had the chance to talk in front of uh, hundreds of students, you know, and I never thought of it in terms of this concept of, of bullying, but, you know, bullies generally look for weakness, and the goal is to divide, and, um, you know, as we mentioned just earlier, I mean, for example, it's a very natural alliance, certainly was seen very clearly with with, with Dr. Martin Luther King, but it's a very natural alliance between the black and the Jewish community. Um, But I think that folks that perpetrate hate, uh, and I don't want to minimize it, even if it's just hate speech, uh, you know, on social media, they're they're generally trying to divide us. And... And you point out that that bullies target weakness is being different a weakness. Uh, I don't think so. You know, we're we're coming up on the two hundred fiftieth birthday of of our country. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I had a condo actually just maybe three or four blocks from uh, the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall, and. Uh, you know, the, the, the founding motto uh, of our country uh, was, was e pluribus unum, so out of many, one. And we look at the diversity across the 13 colonies, um, certainly not as diverse as now, but you know, I think our founding fathers saw that as a strength. What, you know, when you talk about the founding fathers, and, and of course now it's become, um, you know, I, fairly normal to to uh, or or fairly common to talk about some of the weaknesses you know they talk about all men being created equal in in many of the the founding fathers kept and held slaves and so they weren't perfect by any means but but they did aspire to something better and my problem is where are people like that today um i mean obviously there are some in the pages of your book paths of the righteous but where are the where are the leaders that that espouse greatness so with my uh book uh Let's just maybe take a step back for listeners. So it's yeah, eight, it's eight uh, very diverse um, uh, individuals, all of whom happen to be Christian, four men, four women, uh, black, white, uh, Latina, 
some from the United States, some from uh, uh, abroad. Um, and I don't know that any one of them would necessarily consider themselves a leader. I don't think any one of them set out uh, to uh, on, on the path they chose. Uh, what what yeah, to a person, and I'm honored that they gave me the time to sit down and really have deeply philosophical and personal questions um, about why you know they've really changed their career. They've they've, they've risked uh, being ostracized by their peers, but they've just gone above and beyond for my community uh, during a difficult time in the last few years. But to a person, uh, they each said it was just the right thing to do, uh, and. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning, I think it's it's very easy. It's very common to uh, to kind of keep our heads down, um, but uh, we see this you know, time and again. It's the folks that that stand up and speak out, um, and I think we saw this very clearly as a country uh, when when the, 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 the Pittsburgh Steelers and uh, the entire community of Pittsburgh um, came together uh, to, to collectively mourn. Um, the 11 innocent Pennsylvanians, um, but also to, uh, you know, to really just clearly say uh, that hate has no place in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, but to your earlier point, I think the, the first few words of the Constitution uh, are something I've thought a lot about uh, as we've, we've launched this book since February, and uh, thank goodness had so much momentum. But the, the, the first few words, as listeners know, it says a more for perfect union, to form a more perfect union. So I, I imagine in the 18th century, the idea of a perfect union was very different than now in the 21st century. But, uh, you know, whatever that definition of perfect is, I don't know. Um, but I think we just need to continuously strive for it. And and I think it was uh, Barack Obama who said, and, and I'm sure others have said it too, that that work continues, that, that America is a work in progress. Oh, it certainly is, um, and I think we're also seeing incredibly clearly uh, now, the entire world is seeing the difference between a democracy that can have these conversations uh, very openly across state lines with the free media and what it means to live in a, a dictatorship. Um, so, you know, uh, we, we uh, in my opinion, I think that's certainly uh, a notch more uh, on the perfect scale, if I could use that term. Are we still on the right path, or have we gone a bit astray, and, and we need examples like the ones in your book, Paths of the Righteous, to draw us back toward the right path? I would just go back to our own FBI and the statistics that they put together each year compiled from uh, police forces, hundreds and hundreds of police forces across all 50 states, uh, it, it definitely does show a quite disturbing rise in hate. And, uh, you know, even though it's not in the headlines as much as it might have been recently, but, you know, we shouldn't forget the uptick in anti-Asian violence. Um, and, we, you know, I think the whole world kind of came together. I, I just with this book, I had the chance to sit down, for example, with the German ambassador uh, to Washington, and we were talking um, uh, about one of the first stops she made uh, when she, she came and uh, presented her credentials as ambassador uh, was to the, the church in Charleston, South Carolina. So 
you know, we, we, we just shouldn't forget that, unfortunately, there has been uh, an uptick in recent years. Um, but I do, I, I hope, in a small way, these kind of conversations, uh, um, you know, I think hate thrives in the darkness. And I think that these conversations, in a small way, uh, are helping. I, at least this is the feedback, as we've done events with the book, uh, you know, from Arizona to Delaware to Florida, and uh, thank goodness there's, there's been a lot of momentum um, you know, bringing folks together, folks who might not necessarily come together uh, and have these conversations, uh, you know, maybe in a small way, it's it's addressing this. And and it's um, I I don't think I can underscore enough the fact that you chose uh, non-Jewish people standing up for Jewish people uh, to highlight in this book. And that's an important part of the message, isn't it? Well, as I mentioned, I, I was I was looking for positive stories. Um, yeah, we shouldn't forget that in April 2019, when, when this book really began in earnest uh, that spring, another synagogue, uh, this time the last day of the holiday of Passover, uh, uh, you know, there, we had a deadly, violent anti-Semitic attack right, right there. 3,000 miles away from Pittsburgh, uh, just innocent Californians. Um, and then again, when I was really solidly committed to this project, and as I mentioned, I'm by no means uh, an author, but again, in the most diverse part of America, but also the most diverse part of the world, um, in New York and New Jersey, uh, in December 2019, there were two violent, deadly attacks um, uh, folks will remember, and, and, and this time they, they were, and we need to be honest, they were uh, the, the assailants, the perpetrators, the domestic terrorists were black. Um, so, I mean, hate, hate is hate. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just looking, as I said, for positive stories. I think it's very understandable for communities to turn inward um, rather than to, uh, uh, to look for allies, and, and there are allies. I mean, the eight incredible individuals I profile probably each deserve their own book. They're doing incredible work. Um, but the truth is there's probably thousands and thousands out there um, who are just unheralded names, just like the folks I profile are not household names, but they're just doing the right thing to do, uh, both for my community, but also in the process educating uh, uh, their peers. You know, Ari, um, you've mentioned um, several events that happened at synagogues, and 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 I couldn't help thinking, and, and forgive me if this seems insensitive, but there are so many acts of horror like these that I think sometimes the ones that are targeted at Jews just get lost in the group. You know, the school shootings, the uh, um, um, terrorist bombings, uh, all of these other things that happen. Uh, you mentioned the the uptick in uh, violence against Asians. Um, remember the 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 wake of anti Middle Eastern sentiment following September 11th. There's so much of this that it's almost hard for for me, for example, to select any one particular thing. You know, young black men being shot by police officers. So many of these things that are in the headlines that we lose track 
of specific hatreds? I, I am by no means uh, discounting anything you've said. Um, and, and, and I don't mean by saying that to minimize any trends that are going on in any community. I'm just saying there's, there's so much of it, it's, it's hard to zero in on one. Unfortunately, uh, I'll phrase it like this. Unfortunately, Tom, I agree with you 100%. But what I would say uh, is twofold. Um, my my faith, my heritage is a central part of my life, uh, starting with my uh, with with my legal name, uh, which obviously is perhaps not too common uh, growing up in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um, Arya Eliezer Middleman, um, <laughs> but uh, uh, which is it's a biblical Hebrew name. But secondly, I, I would I, I would argue, uh, and I'm not a historian, but I think history has shown that hatred of Jews often goes hand in hand with hatred of other groups. And yeah, in places I agree. where anti-Semitism and Holocaust denial spread, pretty quickly we also see repression and autocracy and democratic backsliding. Um, and I, I don't think we certainly could spend time and point to case studies over history, but I. I think that's a fact. I don't think I, I, I know that to be a fact. How much do we have to talk about this to convince people who would deny the Holocaust, for example, um, that this kind of hatred and these kinds of acts are real? How do we erase this this cop out that people use about fake news and propaganda and get people to accept reality and then sit down as as you describe um, with a group of people who maybe don't all feel the same way about something and have a civilized conversation about how to change? Well, let me let, let me just give a quick uh, uh, story, quick anecdote. Um, so, in uh, in May, uh, and I'm still pinching myself that this came together, uh, much to my pleasant surprise, the uh, Israeli ambassador to Croatia and the Croatian government um, they decided uh, uh, earlier to, uh, to to translate the book into Croatian, which is obviously not uh, the most popular language. Um, and uh, they they they, uh, they held a very large launch reception. Uh, one of the eight individuals I profile is a Croatian medical doctor, um, and uh, for an entire day, and I was I was over there in Zagreb, Croatia. Um, ironically, I was actually sitting next to me on the plane uh, where where people from Holland, Michigan. But uh, I was I was over there uh, in Croatia just for a day and a half, and we had a. Um, uh, what I was told um, by attendees, it was it was really the first day-long conversation in the national media about uh, exactly these themes. Um, just from this 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 one small chapter uh, in this one small book, um, but we had uh, through media interviews and this reception with over 200 uh, dignitaries and uh, everyday Croatians, uh, and the Croatian medical doctor that I profile. Uh, and I'm not going to give away his his profile. Um, I hope folks can, can get a copy of the book. Sure. Uh, but he had a um, 
yeah, his 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 professors, his mentors, uh, when he was at university uh, in Connecticut, um, were uh, just happened to all be Jewish. And uh, Croatia was a nation formed of war in the 1990s as Yugoslavia uh, dissolved. And uh, he came back with his professors uh, in the 1990s as he was finishing up his uh, his MD PhD uh, and began to uncover and really for the first time in world history use DNA to uncover these mass graves, you know, there in the border regions mm. with Bosnia and with Serbia. Um, and it was through that process that, that he learned, uh, uh, just you can imagine standing in the trenches in this deeply emotional uncovering mass graves, he learned about uh, anti-Semitism um, and, and the Holocaust that had happened uh, at that point. What would that have been, just 50 uh, uh, years or so prior? Um, so... I think, too, what I'm saying is that often in uh, uh, my research and sitting down with these eight incredible individuals, it was really just almost by coincidence or by happenstance that, they, uh, that the light bulb went off, so to speak, uh, and they uh, just completely changed the, uh, the trajectory to, um, to focus uh, in their own little way, their own unique way, um, their own very impactful way to... Uh, um, to combat hate uh, and to stand uh, shoulder to shoulder with my community. Well, this this book again, it's Paths of the Righteous, um, and and a lot of your work focuses on specifically because of your heritage and in upbringing on anti-Semitism. Is it? Um, and and you know we've seen people reacting to some of the racially motivated police shootings. Uh, you know the the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, we've seen women addressing the the issue of uh, sexual uh, oh uh, discrimination um, through the the hashtag Me Too movement. Is it is it your contention uh, that that people should pick a focus area and and do something to help make it different? How can people help in this process? I mean, we we can't all be the people that you fo that you highlight in your book, but there must be something we can do. Uh, I, I would. I would I would say two points. Um, number one, there's the old expression, uh, "Think global, but act local." Um, so, I think there's probably, uh, uh, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm from the East Coast, uh, but you know, there's probably examples in Michigan, which um, you know, is, is such an incredibly diverse state. Uh, there's there's probably ways to kind of get out of our tribal camps um, and have. Uh, um, uh, the dialogue, you know, be it at a diner, or, uh, uh, whatever, um, at a football game, uh, and see where the dialogue goes. Um, but I, I would push back a little, you know. I mean, the first individual I profile in the book uh, is a black firefighter from South Florida, and he um, is just an everyday fella, and he's he he chose to uh, spend his vacations. Putting out wildfires uh, in um, uh, in Israel, uh, wildfires that were set by terrorists, uh, 
you know, uh, there's just an ev- everyday individual uh, who, who chose to do this. And in the process, he, uh, he certainly has educated his peers, other firefighters across Broward County, Florida. So, yeah, I think, and there's other examples like that throughout the book um, of just everyday people uh, who, you know, they said, okay, I have a little bit of free time and I'm going to do it. So, Well, I think, uh, you know, kudos to you for, for turning this into a book that can be shared and serve as an example to people on how to behave because we have, sadly these days, precious few examples of... Uh, of that we see you know just just so much division and so much hate speak on uh, social media and and really even in our mainstream media uh no, unfortunately but uh, i think as i mentioned uh, uh we, we've seen very clearly uh as this war approaches 130 days uh and what's happening in ukraine is deeply personal I, I went there for the first time 20 years ago and I've been back many, uh, uh, many times. Um, at, you know, we, we, we certainly see the role of journalists and uh, a free press. So um, I do agree that too often that the media does seem to uh, focus on the negative. But, um, uh, you know, all we can do is, is keep positive and think about these, uh, uh, these themes that we've been discussing. Well, Ari, I appreciate you sharing time with me and the listeners uh, this morning to talk about this book and this issue. The book is uh, by Ari Middleman. Uh, Paths of the Righteous is the name of the book. Ari, I um, I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and your work, past, present, and future. Now, obviously, Thank um, you. we want to encourage them to, to read the book, but do you have a website or something you'd like to share? Yeah, thank you. I, I welcome... Any, any and all feedback, um, and, uh, but by the way, I mean, I had someone actually just uh, this, this past weekend tell me that they uh, bought the book, they went to the uh, Jersey Shore, uh, finished it uh, in a weekend. So as I mentioned, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's 4,000, 5,000 word, fast-paced short stories of these eight individuals. It's a pretty, pretty easy read, I think, so if folks are going up to uh, their lake house in Michigan or whatever. Um, Feel free to pick it up, but it's uh, my website uh, for the book is just my name, which is A R I M I T T L E M A N R A Middleman dot com. Well, Ari, thanks again for spending this time with me and the listeners, and keep up the good work. Thank you, I appreciate it. All right, take care. Yep. Bye. Again, Ari Middleman. The book is Paths of the Righteous, and we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program. Old-fashioned radio For a new generation Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. The Tom Sumner Program.com. Hey, <laughs> this is the unknown comic. 
And guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now. And now. And now, too. And even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 15th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMagno. Flint Community School. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Lone Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan, Quiplet Technology, Mark Community College, Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, Visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom Dana. Dana? Something must be wrong. She never calls. Dana? What's wrong? Take this down. She's stranded on the side of the road. I'm not. She needs us to send her an Amazon gift card. I don't. And she'll use it to pay the tow truck driver. I won't. Mom, Dad, that's not me. It's a scam. Scam artists will call, text, or email people trying to get them to buy a gift card from Amazon or some other company. And then ask for the gift card number over the phone. 
Remember, gift cards are for gifting, not for paying people. If someone asks for payment using a gift card from Amazon, Target, or some other store, it's a scam. Hang up or delete the message. These scammers are awful. Wish they'd pretend to be her brother sometimes. It'd be nice to hear from him. For more tips on avoiding scams, visit michigan.gov AG for your connection to consumer protection. Oh, I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen. In the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. She wheels her wheelbarrow through streets that are narrow. Her barrow is narrow, her hips are too wide. So wherever she wheels it, the neighborhood feels it. Her girdle keeps scraping the homes on each side. In Dublin's fair city, where girls are so pretty, my Molly stands out cause she weighs 18 stone. That's 256 pounds. I don't mind her fat, but... It's not only that, but she's cockeyed and muscle-bound, Molly Malone. I know a man, his name is Lang, and he has a neon sign. And Mr. Lang is very old, so they call it Old Lang Sign. <laughs> oh, what have you done, Billy Sal, Billy Sal? Oh, what have you done, charming Billy? You took almost every cent from the U.S. government, which you spent on fertilizer, which is silly. All day, all night, Cary Grant That's all I hear from my wife is Cary Grant What can he do that I can't? Big deal, big star, Cary Grant Oh, the moon is bright tonight upon the car wash so I'm having my Volkswagen washed again But the way things go with me, the way my luck runs Just as soon as they're finished, it will rain <laughs> On top of old Smokey, all covered with hair Of course I'm referring to Smokey the Bear 
Here's a famous old folk song that you all know entitled Aura Lee. Every time you take vaccine, take it orally. As you know, the other way is more painfully. My grandfather's clock was the best ever made by the Timex Company. Just like the clock John Cameron Swayze displayed last night on the old TV. Oh, it works underwater so perfectly, and it still makes a ticking sound, which my grandfather tried only this afternoon, and that's how the old man drowned. Do not make a stingy sandwich pile the cold cuts high. Customers should see salami coming through the right. Oh, I diet all day and I diet all night. It's enough to drive me bats. Got no gravy or potatoes, cause the whole refrigerator's full of polyunsaturated fats. Fairly well, Metrical, and the others of that ilk. Let the diet start tomorrow, cause today I'll drown my sorrow in a double malted milk. When you go to the delicatessen store, don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. I repeat what I just said before. Don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. Oh, buy the corned beef if you must. The pickled herring you can trust. And the locks puts you in orbit. A-okay. But that big hunk of liverwurst has been there since October 1st. And today is the 23rd of May. So when you go to the delicatessen store, don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. It'll make your insides awful sore. Don't buy the liverwurst. Don't buy the liverwurst. This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
Should I just turn and stare in icy silence? What was I to say? What can one say when a love affair is over? Oh. it up for today's uh, Independence Day edition of the Tom Sumner program. I want to say thanks to all the guests, including uh, Times of Israel columnist Ari Middleman, author of Paths of the Righteous, and uh, the author of The Devil's Dictionary, Stephen Kotler, in the uh, second hour of the show. And of course, starting out today, very appropriate for 4th of July, paying tribute to the passing of Alexander Jefferson, who died a couple of weeks ago at age 100. He was uh, the last remaining Tuskegee Airman, I believe. Anyway, be back tomorrow with another edition of the Tom Sumner Program, and I hope you will too. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. Most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. 
many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner Program. And thanks for listening.